It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas here with you. Big guest today. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Nope, not talking about you. Talking about CJ Uzoma, who will be joining us in just a moment. We're going to talk about a cool event that he and Mac Van Gorder are putting together to help uh, the health Auburn community regarding the um, the pandemic. And so, uh, yeah, let's just jump into that. CJ hanging out with us for the next few minutes. Really appreciate the time, man. So you and uh, and uh, Mac Van Gorder, you guys are doing something pretty cool to help support the Auburn area regarding this crazy time that we're in with this COVID-19 pandemic. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, um, so Mac and I were um, <laughs> sitting here, and like you said, it's a crazy time. And, yeah. Um, we wanted to you know, kind of get people's minds off of kind of the crazy times that were going on and kind of put on a concert at first. Um, and then immediately after he said that, I was like, well, we should definitely raise money and, and try to do something for a community that helped us so much, you know, mold us into the, the men we are today. So, um, yeah, we, we wanted to have some Auburn people on. Um, we have some music coming in from people that we know with um, the Brooks and the Bluff and Muscadine and um D. White and people like that, and then also wanted to get Coach Miles on in and Will Hastings and, um, you know, Cody Parkey um, and have some guests and kind of talk to them about, you know, the process um, that, that they're going through, especially Coach Miles on with trying to get the team ready for, for a season next year. So, um, yeah, we thought it would be an awesome opportunity to um, raise some money for, you know, essential workers and, and um, you know, get masks for them, and I'd be able to match the dollar and then also just – um, you know, put money into small businesses around the around the area in and of itself. Sure. And so this is an event on Facebook. It's gonna be a Facebook Live. Auburn United FB Live. Is that the best way to to search and find it, CJ? Yeah. Either either that for the event page or just Auburn United as a page of itself. Okay. Um, you can go to and find the event there as well. Cool. And this is gonna be Friday, uh, seven o'clock. Is that Central Time? Seven Central. Yes, okay. Sir. Well, fantastic, man. That's a great idea. And, you know, all these people are thinking around, sitting around, you know, hey, I want to help, hey, I want to do things, and you guys are kind of putting that to action. And I think uh, I think the response to this is going to be to be pretty awesome. I mean, you've seen different folks throughout Auburn Athletics. Malzahn has done uh, a few PSAs throughout social media. He's running one on our radio stations here. Um, you've seen uh, some of the, the upperclassmen on the team currently, some former Auburn guys. So who else have you talked to? I know you mentioned a few guys, but, I mean, um, I know this community is still important to you guys. Some of you guys still live here. Some of you guys have moved off, kind of depend on you know where you're playing now. But uh, this community still means something to you guys. Oh, I mean, 100%. Um, I talk to Will Hastings and Jared Stidham every day, to be honest with you. Sure, the Patriot um, guys. Yes, yeah, <laughs> both Patriots guys. Yeah. Um, which I was, I was bummed. I was, hoping, I was hoping since you would pick up Will because he, he's, he's a really close little brother to me. Sure. Um, but yeah, we we talk every day, and um, obviously Will, with his time that just finishing up at Auburn, I was able to kind of keep reliving my glory days of Auburn through him, which was absolutely amazing, and getting to go back and see him and um, talk to Daniel Carlson, and you know, obviously his brother is still there, so we're we're still getting to live vicariously through him now. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we, we talk a, a fair amount and um, just 
you know, hearing them and how much they still love Auburn and how much um, it's impacted their lives as much as it, as much as it has mine. Um, I mean, it means a lot. And so I think that's another reason why Mac and I were like, man, we, we've got to we've got to do something to to be able to give back to the community. Yeah, the more I talk to former players, CJ, especially Auburn guys. It really seems like, it almost sounds a little cliche because all of you guys say it as far as, you know, we, we do this for the fans. You know, you, you play at Jordan-Hare Stadium and you, you do it you do it for the, the Auburn family. But all of you guys say it and, you know, when you, when you do things like this, like this Auburn United idea to help support COVID-19 pandemic with equipping, uh, you know, essential employees with masks. I mean, you're, you're backing it up, right? I mean, I think that, uh, that kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, and, and you know, like you said, it is, it is very cliche, the Auburn family and sure. how much we care about the fans and, and, and all that, but it really is a family. It's insane to me that, um, you know, being now in, in the NFL for five years, uh, I, I hear more War Eagles in Cincinnati than I think I do who <laughs> days. You know, there's, there's Auburn people everywhere. It is yeah. absolutely um it's crazy. It's it's amazing. I love it. I love being able to stay more equal back. I love being able being able to talk about Auburn football, basketball, any sport there is, or just my time there and and, and going to louder and and things like that. So right, um, it it really is. It's special and it's a near and dear place to my heart and, and to so many others. And um, yeah. So you're the last uh, pass-catching tight end that we've really seen at Auburn. You're starting to see them recruit more and more guys, these, these higher-rated tight ends. Are you kind of eager to see the, the, the passing game involve the tight end a little bit more and you're bringing in Chad Morris? That's kind of all the, the hype and excitement fans want to see it. No, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, I, I guess I am kind of the last quote-unquote pass-catching tight end. Um, I am excited to, to see us bring in – um, you know, somebody who has a lot of hype around the tight end position. And um, I know it's a target that Bo Nix will be able to utilize and, and throw up there along with Seth. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what Coach Malzahn has in store for uh, for the tight end position. And I'm excited to kind of ask him that question <laughs> tomorrow sure. night for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We continue our conversation with CJ next right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Uh, CJ, yeah. So you didn't you didn't know I'm going to ask you this. Uh, so if I put you on the spot, I apologize. But um, a lot okay. of people that listen to the show, they voted for uh, for today's show to kind of focus on. We do a throwback Thursday every Thursday for a, a previous game. Gives Auburn fans uh, an excuse to go watch a, a previous you know exciting game from the past because people are just kind of craving watching sporting events right now. So we're giving them an excuse to do so. Um, today's is 2013 against. Texas A&M. I mean, obviously that was uh, that was an incredible game. I'm sure it was very fun to be a part of that whole season. But that game was kind of the game that it seems like okay, you know, you're starting to turn the corner. Um, haven't given you a whole lot of time to process an answer or think about an answer. But do you, does anything kind of stand out about playing at College Station? You know, taking down a, uh, I believe they were a seventh ranked uh, Johnny Manziel led team that day. 
Yeah, the, the, the main thing that sticks out in my mind was I, I remember Johnny had gotten hurt um, in that right. game and taken into the locker room. Um, and, yeah, it was my first time playing con- College Station and first and only time. Um, sure. And I remember um, that they have these yell leaders, and I was like, wait, what, what, are, they, what are they yell leaders? <laughs> Everyone's talking about these yell leaders. And Johnny Menzel runs back onto the field after coming um, back out from the locker room and just the entire stadium erupts. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is insane. Yell leaders are just pumping everybody up. Mm-hmm. I'm on the sideline. I'm like, what is, going, what is going on here? This is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and obviously, uh, he gets sacked, and, you know, we're going absolutely insane. That's the, that's the crazy – that's the main memory that I have is, man, this, this guy – this guy just like commanded an entire crowd of people, and we just shut him up real quick. Which yeah, is absolutely, it's amazing. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that's when Sammy Coates had his stiff arm on the DB. That was just like that was nasty. Sit down, little kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you do something like yeah, that, I mean, are, you, you fire up the whole team, right? I mean, you know, these receivers aren't supposed to be physical. You know, it's supposed to be the the big tight ends like you guys uh, that are they're supposed to be kind of trucking guys. But then Sammy Coates, the outside guy, was able to just lower his shoulder a little bit and say, get off me. I'm sure that fires up the whole team. Oh, 100%. I mean, and then you start seeing it, you know, on social media and people talking about it, and that fires you up even more as a team, as a unit. Um, so, yeah, no, that, that definitely had the sideline buzzing. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. I mean, is that kind of when you guys realize, oh, there's a chance that we can do this? Um, yeah, I think it's I, it's as crazy as this sounds. It really was kind of a game by game thing, though, because like you said, that the entire season was crazy. Sure. And so it's each game we're like, wow, we're we're really good. Like we're <laughs> <laughs> we're coming out of these games and we're winning really tight games, and we're we're good. We're we we have a chance for sure. Yeah, you keep and finding I a way. Each game, it was, yeah, each game it was like, okay, well, all right, next game, let's do. Let's, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna win this? And yeah, like you, it just kept compounding and into something that was amazing. Right. Well, CJ, thank you so much for your time, man. Give us uh, give us the rundown of details one more time for uh, this awesome event that you and Mac have put together happening Friday evening. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the Facebook Alive event starts Friday seven Central Time, and we're going to have some special guests come on. We're going to have Coach Miles on. Um, hopefully, we're going to have Louis Giglio open us up with a prayer. Um, we're going to have the mayor. Come on, Ron. We'll be uh, on at some point to give a word. Um, and, yeah, just, just come in, hang out with us. We'll be talking a lot about Auburn and have some Auburn uh, legends and uh, people that care about just the city and town um, come on and, and give their word. Uh, and then just come hang out with us and donate if, if you want to or just hang out with us and enjoy some good music. Hey, uh, CJ, the, there was a video that went around a couple weeks ago of the University of Tennessee football team when they had a contest um, like to see who could get the most famous person in their Zoom call. Like the most, <laughs> and it ended up that they got like just through people, they ended up with Peyton Manning in there. And yeah, and they, everybody was like so unimpressed by it. They yeah. just did not care that Peyton popped in. It was like Peyton, and then, you know, Peyton got Brad Paisley, and then uh, I think Thomas, Re- and it like snowballs to where like Kevin Hart and LL Cool J and everyone is in this. 
Um, you guys thinking about doing something like that for tomorrow night? Try to see who can get <laughs> the most famous Auburn alum in there, hey, or is listen, it just going to be? Listen, who, listen, I, I'll, I'll, I'll try to hit up Cam right now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> see, see if I can outdo Mac. I'm pretty sure I got him. So, um, yeah, I can, I can, I can. Uh, you can expect something. Something, something's going to go on in that live that's going to propel it to the next level. Well, that's awesome, man. CJ, thank you so much for your time, and thank you uh, for everything you're doing for uh, the Auburn community and everything you did uh, while you were on the field. Thank you so much, man. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. All right. Good stuff from CJ. Michael and I are going to jump into our thoughts about our Throwback Thursday game, the 2013 Auburn-Texas A&M game, next right here on Locked on Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We're taking a look back at the best year in Auburn football history. This is for all the Tostitos. Listen to our upcoming series, remembering and telling the story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers. All this team does is win. Relive Cam Newton's Heisman run. That was extraordinary. Unbelievable. That kind of run makes you want to strike a pose. That was a Heisman run if I've ever seen one. Auburn's opportunistic defense. That's a safety. Set intercepted. He'll run it in. Ball comes loose. Touchdown, there's Bynes again! Intercepted! Intercepted in the end zone! And that's your ball game! All the way from Jordan Hare Stadium, Glendale, Arizona, here come the Tigers. Hear the story told by Jason Caldwell, voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham, Mike Svetitz, and more. The series will drop mid to late May on Locked On Auburn. Well, it's going to be on, it's going to be on, it's going to be on, and it's going to be insane. All right, before we jump into that game, Michael, you just heard the promo that just ran for uh, the series that we've been working on for the last few weeks. We're pumped about it. Pumped we, about yeah, it. Yeah, super pumped about it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually really proud of it so far. We've done four episodes that are finalized. They're pretty dang close to it. We've got two more, we think, to do. It's going to be a fun series. And so whenever you hear the first one of those, it's going to drop when my wife goes into labor. Because I just don't want to worry about the podcast for the first week and a half or so. So that is kind of, that's kind of what I'm doing there. I mean, not like the second she goes into labor, so no one get too carried away. Right. The next the podcast that <laughs> should be released that I will not be focusing on that day. But yeah, so be sure to, uh, to keep an eye out on that uh, mid to late May. Uh, yeah, we're pumped about it. So okay, Michael Pappas. Did you watch the? Uh, did you rewatch the 2013 Texas A&M game? I did. I was on top of it. I think I told you the other day. I uh, you did the first half. The I second did the half first last half on yeah. Monday. Second half, uh, yeah, yesterday afternoon, evening. Right. So CJ touched on a lot of the high points about Johnny mm-hmm. getting hurt. I had forgotten that Johnny got hurt. I also forgot how back and forth that was. Like Auburn really controlled it early, all things considered. I had kind of forgotten that as well. But Mike Evans, holy cow! I mean, yeah. Auburn was just like, hey, we're not even going to try to do anything. Yeah, 11 catches, 287 yards, and four touchdowns. I don't know which one's more maddening. Yes, I do. Uh, th- that performance with Mike Evans or how Auburn just did not want to cover Amari Cooper in the 2014 Iron Bowl. 
Those are both pretty frustrating. I mean, this was like the same thing in in 2010. And we just mentioned we've gone through the whole thing, uh, been going through um, the whole season and, and watching the games. I mean, every game that was possible, uh, they would show a graphic that was like number one wide receivers on the other teams against Auburn. And it's like Alshon Jeffrey, 200 yards, two touchdowns. Uh-huh. Um, I think at Julio Jones, 200 yards, two touchdowns. There was a guy, uh, um, A.J. Green, 200 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, it was like he was pretty good. they were just getting shredded. And then this same thing, Mike Evans. At least all those for, guys turned out, right? I mean, at least yeah. they're like still good. Like a lot of those guys are still good. But um, Mike Evans in 2013, I mean, we've seen it, and it kind of over and over again from, from Auburn secondaries until lately. And now if a wide receiver goes for like 100 yards, people freak out. Granted, right. you know. Jalen Waddle does Jalen Waddle things. <laughs> right, but. right. People calling out Christian Tut for it, but it's like Jalen Waddle's pretty good. Um, other things that stood out, I mean, we talked about some of this. There's going to be overlap because whenever you talk about the 2013 season, Nick Marshall and Trey Mason are going to come up. But, I mean, they were just so good at you know, mastering that mesh point situation in the zone read. That was so fun. Um, Sammy Coates, you know, CJ brought that up. And, you know, of course, a physical... Uh, pass catcher like CJ is going to bring that up because I'm sure he was really proud of Sammy when he pulled that off. I thought that happened later in the game. I'd forgotten about that. It happened pretty early. Um, what other moment? Marcus I, Davis, best catch of his career on the sideline to keep the drive alive. Yeah, that, that was huge. Friend of the program. That was a that was a very good throw. I think um, he's a position coach at Kansas now. By the way, isn't that Jonathan Wallace? Are they both there? Uh, I think so. Let me look while you're uh, talking okay. about something else. Um, I was actually more impressed with uh, Sammy Coates' touchdown catch, catch and run, than that stiff arm. I, I the tunnel screen. Yeah, I had actually. Uh, I, I when I think of Sammy Coates, I think like the big strong guy. You know, mm-hmm. um, I forgot that he was. In, just incredibly fast, and that was one of the uh, the great things about him. Also. Um, was that speed? Um, if you've listened to this show, you know that I'm pretty hard on Nick Marshall. He's at Florida um, State now. Okay, Marcus Davis is Florida State. Um, you know I'm pretty hard on Nick Marshall. Uh, I don't. Yeah, you don't think he was very good. I think he was a very good player. I don't think he was a a great quarterback. Still mind blowing to me. Um, he had a great TD pass to Quan Bray, sure, uh, moving to his left in this game, and then he made uh, an incredible throw to Marcus Davis on that last drive. Um, so I, I will give him credit where credit is due on that one. Um, he, Do you think he'll come off that hill eventually? That Nate Marshall wasn't a good quarterback. Uh, I think you've already come off it a little bit. A little. I don't know if I'll come all the way off it because there's other. I mean. Other stuff happens like when he had Sammy Coates wide open on the last drive and he sailed it 12 yards over his head. Jarrett Stidham did that and you thought he was a good quarterback. Yeah, but Jarrett Stidham did that occasionally. Nick Marshall did that on like half of his throws. Okay. All right. Um, what else do I have? Uh, Auburn is so much better at tackling now. I mean, they could not tackle anyone. Yeah. Tackling and just like as far as just coverages. I mean, Auburn's pass coverage was abysmal. Watching that, it's yeah. just like, man. And that was something that was so frustrating early on. And then the Kevin Steele def- uh, defensive hire, I mean, that's just kind of changed the game. It started with the Muschamp hire, but mm-hmm. it's crazy how different the culture is now. I mean, the offense could move at will, and the defense couldn't stop anybody, and now it's like it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not sure if you'll know the answer to this question. Um, if you wear number four on Auburn's team, are you required to return kicks? Nice. I do know the answer to that. No, you're not, but I think four looks really good on a jersey. Because Washington did it in 2010, Quan Bray did it in 2013, and then Noah did it. They're all number four. How about that? How about that? So I guess I need to figure out who did it in like 15 and 16. But Quan did it for a while. I mean, Quan did it pretty much his whole time at Auburn. So I don't, I don't remember the years on top of my head, but I think he did it in 14 as well. Oh, okay. What else, what else you got? You got a full page of um, notes there. Uh, I think Robinson Threesy should have been tossed for targeting at least once during this game. Um, probably for sure with about seven and a half minutes left in the, four, in the fourth quarter. Um, there was one in the first quarter or second quarter that was a little questionable. Uh-huh. But the one in the fourth quarter... I mean, he certainly looked like he just drilled that guy right in the head. So that yeah. one was. Robin's Threesy was a pretty good player. I think he's one of those defensive backs from those teams that could still play now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as Auburn has gotten more talented on the defense, I think Threesy could still hang, put him in the middle of the field. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. That's, I'm cool with that. I don't know. That's just it. And then the, the Chris Frost tackle on Johnny Menzel on, uh, I guess. Second down or third down the horse on collar. that last drive. That yeah. was, that was mean, totally a horse pretty collar. clearly a horse Totally a horse collar. <laughs> I can't believe they threw it and then picked it up. Like, that was crazy. Yeah, I don't know. That that was real. I, I have no idea how A&M didn't score on that last drive. I mean, they both teams really were moving the ball at will for uh, that entire game. And, and the, the Auburn defense coming up big, and I know Gary tacked it up to Auburn playing nine guys on the D-line, but... Yeah, Ellis Johnson's rotation strategy, and I'm like, really? It's like, D. Ford was in there the whole time, and he's the one who made the stops. So, And and while I was watching, I was like, the defensive line has been woefully unsuccessful the whole game, and then on those last two plays, or two out of the last three plays, or whatever, they were like the first time they'd gotten pressure the whole game. And, and, And luckily, they, you know, D. Ford was able to land pressure. Clutch gene. Yeah, that's all it is. The uh, I mean that D Ford sack propelled them. I know CJ earlier in the show yeah. talked about it was a game by game thing, but I remember where I was watching the game. I remember who I was with, and then uh, we were doing it at a, at a local uh, eating establishment. We were all watching it there, and as soon as we got done celebrating, we're like, we all raced to Tumors. We got to Tumors as fast as we possibly could. Met all of our other friends there, and it was it was awesome. It was so much fun. And that's when you started to read. Like, that was Malzahn's first big win as a head coach. Like, mm-hmm. that was his biggest win at the time. And it, it really changed the level of confidence. It started to re- kind of put Auburn back on the map as far as, you know, what happened in that abysmal 2012 year and what they were able to come back from. And it's like, oh, wow, now they've gone from that and they got this Nick Marshall guy and this, this kind of quirky head coach and runs this weird offense and college football wasn't quite ready for it. And Malzahn looked like a genius. And it was, uh, I mean, that was just a fun time when it started to sink in. And it's like, oh, we might have something here. I don't think anybody after that game was thinking, oh, okay, Albert's going to play in the national championship that year. But you started, it started coming together. It's like, okay, we're, 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 we're finally kind of putting the ship in the right direction after a few years of, you know, not so Mm -hmm. i think that was uh, i mean that's just a big moment that d ford sack is a big moment in the malzahn era i don't think there's any question about it uh i've got 
I guess, three more things. They're all kind of connected, though. Okay. Um, Auburn's offensive line dominated in this game. I mean, same thing we talked about when we talked about the, the SEC championship. Uh, there was one play in the first half where uh, Ricardo Lewis got the ball in a little, like, I'm not sure if it was an end around. It wasn't really a jet sweep or whatever, but he got it from the slot. To Ricardo? And, yeah, to Ricardo Lewis. When he got the ball, there were two offensive linemen that were five yards down the field. Yeah. Like, that in itself is ridiculous because it takes half a second to get the slot guy the ball. I mean, and, and then when he got to the line of scrimmage, there was an offensive lineman 15 yards down the field already, you know, looking for someone to block for him, and the play ends up going for like 40 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the offensive line was just incredible. Uh, the last drive of the game for Auburn, they got the ball with five minutes and five seconds left. It was a four-minute and 46-second drive. Um, 13 plays. Ten of them were running plays. Right. Uh, Nick Marshall was one for three throwing. Uh, the only completion was on the, the third-line wheel route, which was a great throw. Front of the program. Mm-hmm. He also had two carries for five yards. Um, for me, this kind of shows what Gus Malzahn really wants to do and how it is much more important that you have a good offensive line and a good running game. Because it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't just Trey Mason. There was a couple plays with Cameron Arts Payne, but... Corey Grant had a great game as well. It was... That final drive for me was just kind of like, you know, usually in this situation, you'd be like, oh, the quarterback led them down the field. But in this one, it was like, well, the offensive line really led them down yeah. the field. Nick had a, a a great throw on the wheel route to keep the drive alive. But still, I mean, his whole statistics for that drive is one for three for like 15 yards and two rushes for five yards. Like mm-hmm. that, this was the offensive line and the running backs. And it was incredible. Should... Trey Mason have learned his lesson about scoring too soon in the A&M game. I hate that. I hate the whole, he shouldn't have scored. Stop it. Get that out of here. Get it out of here. I'm not saying he shouldn't have scored. I'm saying should he have <laughs> learned his lesson about scoring too early in this game? No. No. Uh, I, I think if you have a chance to score, you should absolutely do it. Especially, uh, you're alluding to the national championship game. And that is... Um, that's a different situation because Auburn's defense played well all game, and so they just kind of missed a tackle at the end, and it was it was too late. But now, if you have a chance to score, you should do it. I don't care about the clock. I also loved on the last drive how they're like, "This is so important." Whatever minute and a half left, whatever minute nineteen left, whatever it was, Johnny's got the ball and. Gary Danielson's like, probably watch out for Mike Evans. <laughs> it's like two plays, Mike Evans, Mike Evans. They're at like the Auburn 30. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yep, Mike Evans was ridiculous. Someone let Alice Johnson know, maybe cover him. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, they, they put two guys on the end zone, and Whitehead should have probably picked that pass off to, to seal it, but that's fine. In typical Auburn fashion, typical 2013 Auburn fashion, make it as dramatic of an ending as possible. Where can people, uh, where can people find you, bud? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. The show on Twitter at Auburn Podcast. And we will wrap up our week together tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.